Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 26. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we and watched, watched Fantastic, Fantastic Four 2015. Hmm. Todd, can we yeah. start with a question? You just did. Can we start with two questions? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> the little peek behind the curtain. We just yeah. watched this together. Yeah. We, we Logistics required. Uh, we had a little bit of a to... compressed timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we watched it together. And we started to quip. And we're like, nope. Save it. Yeah. And so before we, we quip on this shit movie, is this more frustrating that this is a bad movie that up until probably about 20 minutes before it was done, it was a halfway decent film, and then it was like we watched someone defecate on screen. It is. And, you know, it's like your assignment for school is you have to write a 300-word essay, and you're getting into it. You've laid out your your introduction and your thesis statement, and you're starting to go through the arguments, and you realize you're at 285 words, and you're like, and they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm done. I'm out. Like That is the, that is the degree of care to which the ending of this movie is given. <sighs> now, I had not seen this movie before, had you? No. I embargoed this movie. Uh, sure. But <laughs> we're sitting there, and both of us, we're kind of going, this is not a bad movie. So this movie is is... The the movie adaptation of the ultimate Fantastic Four. 100%. The Mark Millar and Brian Michael Bendis, right? Now, I gravitate to the original classic storyline. Mm-hmm. They steal a spaceship to make it into outer space before the, the Russians. They steal it? They steal it, yeah. Oh. Um, I didn't know that part. Of it. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I mean, Reed's involved in the project, but the same way that like they go they without official a, sanction, right? Yeah. But um, I am drawn to that. But to be fair... This is an adaptation of other source material. It's just the source material that I don't gravitate towards. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <sighs> yeah. You, you know, so in TMNT, mm-hmm. right, we talked about like that movie, by all rights, should have been a better movie. It yeah. had humor, 
The CGI was great. The action sequences were great. The characterization of the turtles were great. So this kind of falls into the same camp because I liked Miles Teller and uh, I liked Jamie Bell didn't really do much in this movie. He was uh, like, I'm a big brooding guy. You know, I, I liked him very much as Ben Grimm. I, but I there wasn't like, enough yeah, to it, really it, get a feel. Sure, but but what, what we had wasn't bad. Right. But it's a fair, maybe he's a little light in development, mm-hmm. right? I like the Fantastic Four. I despise Doom. Uh, I despise villain Doom. Victor, I actually liked. Toby Kebbell's a great actor. And the character of Victor, but pre-accident. <laughs> hang, on, hang on. We are talking about uh, the movie before we... Yeah, okay. There's right. some rules okay. and regulations oh, we got to go through, okay. buddy. All right, yeah. Uh, so since we are... Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. So our beer this evening... Now, this is a favorite brewery of mine, Harpoon Brewery, founded in 1986 in Massachusetts. Today, they're located in Windsor, Vermont, so they're New England. In 2014, they became an employee-owned company. The Harpoon, oh. Harpoon UFO is probably the one that people are most familiar with. Favorite beer of mine. I love a good Hefeweizen. So today we have one of their seasonal beers. As usual, I was at Branching Out Bottle Shop today. Best beer selection in all of the greater Syracuse area. You're not wrong. Um, looking through the aisles, there was one other contender that had an F prominently featured, but the style of beer wasn't something that I loved. I was like, oh, I gotta drink the beer. Um, <laughs> so we found this one now, the Fantastic Four. Certainly Marvel Comics and DC uh, love alliteration, right? Oh, do comic books like to yeah. use alliteration? Peter Parker, Reed Richards, uh, Sue, Storm. Sue Storm. Right, yeah. So uh, continuing the alliteration theme, uh, we have Flannel Friday <laughs> from Harpoon Brewery. I just want to point out that they've got a little doggo on they, the cover. They so. do. It also kind of fits in with the fall theme. You know, we're, we're, yeah. we're mid-October. It feels like fall. It feels like fall today. So this is their Hoppy Amber Ale, their tribute to the quintessential season of change. Mm. Uh, a bright hop aroma from late hop additions plays with its strong malt backbone. It is amber-hued, medium-bodied with hints of citrus and pine, and this ale is made for the crisp days and nights of fall. Oh, my. All right, so we're going to crack this, open, crack right this on? on, Mike. Yeah. Did the same thing to me. All right, a little spit. All right. For the listener at home, our beers attacked us. That's right. Don't worry, the equipment is safe. This is a fall beer to me. It looks like an Oktoberfest. It's got that strong head to it. You uh, I got pour it a, a real strong head. That's what she said. Excuse me? That's what she said. To be fair, this is not our first beer of the night. <laughs> we had to sit through that movie, but this is, the, this is our first taste of Flannel Friday. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Now, Ooh. this is I like my, it. I like, sometimes the sometimes the ambers are a little too malty for me. Not too malty. Nice and smooth. It's balanced by a little bit of bite from the hops, which I really like. Oh, if only the movie we just watched was balanced. <laughs> That's right. Well, that is a good beer. Uh, that is. So, salute to uh, Harpoon. Well done. That's So, you were just saying we um, drank a beer beforehand. Todd, where'd you get that beer? <laughs> uh, I officiated... Wedding number four for me. And were these uh, not my friends? Wedding, but the, uh, they were, um, you know, strangers are friends you haven't met yet. Ah, uh, you and, dork. And when the very nice couple, Robin and Dan, put a message out on Reddit in the Syracuse subreddit looking for officiants, I was like, 
Yeah, I'm an officiant. I can do a wedding. Yeah, you are. So last weekend, I uh, did a wedding at Lord's Camp on Skinny Atlas Lake. Beautiful nice. setting. And they asked what my fee was. I was like, well, it's ridiculous. It cost me nothing. I'm, you know, I'm an ordained minister in the Universal Life Church, <laughs> which takes about 10 minutes and a couple of bucks online. But New York State, as it should, has a very broad definition of uh, clergy. Um, mm-hmm. And this church meets the category. So performed a number of weddings. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I would not take any money, but they did bring me some beer. So mm-hmm. from a brewery in North Carolina where they live, Trophy Brewing Company, they brought me a couple of a six-pack and a four-pack. We just had the Trophy Husband, which is their Saison. It's also, good. It's really good. I've also got a six-pack of Trophy Wife, which is their Session IPA, which I assume will be just as good. But for now, this is a great beer. I'm very happy with the Flannel Friday from Harpoon. This beer is much better than the one we just watched. Yeah. And, you know, it's out in New England where our buddy Chuck is. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Chuck. Messaging us furiously because we wouldn't tell him what movie we were watching. <laughs> yeah. So, Chuck, it's fantastic for. <laughs> Yes. Okay. All right. That's uh, a beer. Okay. So reshoots. Reshoots. I've got one for oh, us. Oh, please. Todd, do you remember when we were talking about Batman v Superman and you kept going on and on about Zack Snyder and- Was I drinking? You were drunk. I might have had a few. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Well, you admitted it. <laughs> oh, then yes, Let the record true. show. <laughs> that's true. In the podcast episode, it's you not, said you were it's drunk. It's not like I clearly said that I was drunk. <laughs> but you kept going on about how uh, you know all these people should come- to Marvel yes. because Marvel knows how to treat their directors. I think Patty Jenkins and Edgar Wright might have a little different feel for that. And, and actor-wise, so, I think Terrence Howard might have something to say about that. I think he may have said many things about well, that. Well, so to be fair, in reference to Mr. Howard, I said directors. And actors. No, Did you I are. say actors? Boy, you were drunk. Well, that, have fun listening to the episode tomorrow and realizing oh Lord. all the things you said. Oh, God. Okay, well, I'll enjoy that. So who was Patty Jenkins, or what project was she attached to? You ready? Yes. Ah, Thor the Dark World. Oh, that's Could right. Could you imagine? Now, I, I don't dislike but, Thor the Dark World, because I, I love is, the source material. It is the on. weakest of the Thor movies. Oh, uh, which is not down. saying much. Not saying much, right. Thor's a great origin movie, and Ragnarok is just a it's fun out of the ride. World. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. I forgot she was attached. To that. She was attached, and I think that's why we've lost Natalie Portman. I think you're right. She was pissed when that. Yep. Because she's like, oh, a female director. Okay. She's yeah. still technically in her contract, so. I listen. Come on, in. the water's fine. Yeah. We, but listen, could she do if, Captain Marvel too, or could she be female Black Thor? Widow, or female Thor? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Because we're going to lose some Avengers yeah. in the next one. I just saw that Scarlett Johansson signed like a $15 million contract for a solo Black Widow movie. Dear Marvel, that's not enough. First of all, it's not enough. Uh, second of all, it better be better than Red Sparrow, right? <laughs> Fuck that Which movie. The Black Widow movie. Right, yeah, yeah. All right. Where Black Widow has sex to win things. Which is... In the comic, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, just, yeah, that's the Black Widow movie. But yes, let's get a real Black Widow movie. Okay. Yes, please. Character background. I'm pissed that we have to waste our character background on the Fantastic <sighs> Four on this Fantastic Four movie. So one of Marvel Comics' earliest properties. The first comic book family. Yeah, so I think you know it's, it's interesting to hear Stan Lee, who certainly may not deserve all of the credit he has given for the Marvel Universe. Really? But, <laughs> but Mar- Stan Lee, co-creator of the Fantastic Four. For the listener at home, I did air yeah. quotes. Um, I love listening to Stan Lee's take on the characters like what are their primal core features right when stanley has talked about spider-man he's a kid 
Mm-hmm. Right? He's a kid. The Hulk is a creature of rage. Sure. Right? The Fantastic Four, I have always heard Stan Lee described as a family. He's not wrong. So this is not the best Fantastic Four movie we have in the helmet. We've already watched the best Fantastic Four movie we have in the helmet. <laughs> it was The Incredibles. That's right. <laughs> Todd, is there a good one? Yeah. That's unf- called The Fantastic oh, Four? No, no, absolutely not. You know, I mean, again, it goes back to, let's see, probably the uh, early 60s, which mm. is around when Marvel shows up for years where they're marquee titles. Sure. I mean, the Fantastic Four suffered through the same thing that happened to Wolverine in a ploy to get the movie rights back. Marvel Comics actually stopped writing comics. Wasn't it for around Wolverine the time of this and Fantastic movie? Four? Yeah, it was around the time. And oh, who's being reintroduced so right now? You have a note, right? So the the deal for Disney to acquire the Fox properties starts in January 19, and uh, right now Fantastic Four has just started back up. They've been lost in space sure. or something. You mean the comic series? Yeah, yes. the comic series. Yeah. They're returning. Reed has a beard. So and, you know. Also, interestingly, uh, didn't Wolverine just get resurrected after the famous death of Wolverine? Huh. Oh, shocker. So all these reshoots that are happening for either Dark Phoenix that happened yes. and or Avengers 4, we're going to see either the Fantastic Four or X-Men. You think so? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. And uh, may well, I say, can we please get Mr. John Krasinski to play Mr. Fantastic? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Let's, Don't forget, yeah. we want to keep them young so well, that they can but see, I, carry out their contracts. But see, that's the thing, though. I am a fan. It's not original canon. It's uh-huh. later era, but it's pre-Ultimates. But the Knights of the Atomic Roundtable. Mm. It's around the time when, in the comics, Franklin Richards, their combined, son, their their son mm. combines with the psychic rage of Charles Xavier. So it makes onslaught. Makes onslaught, which, okay. which then shunts the whole bunch of characters to this new universe. It's the famous Captain America, where his chest is like Rob Liefeld, the Rob oh, Liefeld cap. Oh, it's from that era, right? So there's a number of heroes that disappear from the normal Marvel universe. Okay, but from that era, the reboot in the new universe that shows up is this group of the the Knights of the Atomic Roundtable, and it's. It's Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Hank Pym, Victor Von Doom. It's like the smart, the most brilliant mind. Is this what becomes the Illuminati? Uh, yeah. So I don't know where the Illuminati ends up, but I'm sure that's what inspires it. I don't want Reed Richards to be too young. I want him to be a. I want him to be uh, on equal footing with Tony Stark. And if he's Miles Teller, he's too young. But if he's John Krasinski. John Krasinski is like my but, age, but he's yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark's supposed to be fifty. Yeah, so I need I need a Reed Richards defining characteristic for years. That was the only way I was okay with starting to go gray. Was I was like because I got it in the temples, and I was like, well, I'm doing my Mister Fantastic. Well, I'm I'm starting to get it now too. Right. So I, I believe long ago I made fun of it on you, and now I'm like, yeah, ah, I'm reaping what you. I said. Yeah, that's right. I'm that's reaping right. what I said, motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Come on in the water's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, so that's certainly one of the things that I don't love about this movie is the age. Like, they feel too young to me. But this is an Ultimates thing. It is an Ultimates. They were thing. all young in Ultimates. So where did we talk about Ultimates? What Marvel property would we have been talking about? Ultimates? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's Which bit- is interesting. I mean, look, two brilliant comic book writers: Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Millar. You know my feelings about Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, all right, so yeah, Fantastic Four. Anything else of the characters? Uh, no, I no. got some. I got some almost well, casts. Okay, you, yeah, let's hear that. Yeah, if yeah. you want to do your production notes first. Oh yeah, I got some production notes. Okay, so directed and co-written by Josh Trank. 
asterisk and some poor schmuck who did the last oh, 25 minutes of this movie. Yeah, the, the reshoots are horrible. Now, he also directed Chronicle. He wrote and directed some episodes of the TV series The Kill Point, which had John Leguizamo and Danny Welberg. Honestly, so we were watching this, and I was like, how did he get this movie? He directed Chronicle, which is Which a, you haven't seen. Which I haven't seen, but we, we is in the Thor's helmet. It's a superhero movie. Um, uh, this movie very much felt like a continuation of the Chronicle feel. The only difference is Chronicle is a found footage movie. Okay, all right. But, I mean, you got... But again, that's a lot of... I mean, this is a big effects-driven movie yeah. for like a, for a relatively relatively young, relatively inexperienced and young director. Well, Steven Spielberg wasn't much older than this when he yeah, made that little movie called Jaws. And the shark didn't work, and that actually worked to his favor, 100%. right? Like, you know, um, other writers are... Uh, Jeremy Slater, who also wrote on the Lazarus, the Lazarus Effect was a movie, The Exorcist, the short-lived TV series, Oof. and uh, the story for Death Note on Netflix, which is an adaptation of a Definitely. Japanese anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simon Kinberg, probably the most prolific writer in this, so he's got lots of superhero credits. He is a writer for the upcoming Dark Phoenix, a couple other and director, movies. Right? Uh, oh, maybe he also had a director credit for that. Right. I might have missed that. Also, a writer on X Men Apocalypse, Days of Future Past, oh. The Last Stand. Ooh. So, all the best X Men movies. The Last Stand? I'm being. Okay, all right. 100% Well, we, well, we like Days of Future. Well, I don't like Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past is fine, but Apocalypse okay. is crap. For, it, it, interestingly, he's not a writer on First Class, which, which is, is the best X Men movie until Logan. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of shit X movies to we, sit through. We do. But thankfully, the next one we pull is. X-Men 2? X2? Quite possibly the best one. Uh, Yeah. X2 is fucking solid. Nightcrawler's awesome in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He also wrote Sherlock Holmes, which is a great movie. The first one? First one. Oh. Great movie. Actually, I like both of them, so either way. It's been a long time since I've seen the first one. Uh, So good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Um, I mean, it's got Rachel McAdams. How can we go wrong? How can you go wrong? She's wonderful. Um, now, this movie, Fantastic Four, had a budget. Wikipedia puts it in the 120 to $155 million range for budget. So that's a big budget superhero movie, right? None of the effects look crappy. Mr. Fantastic's bare arms look weird. They look a little weird. They but they weird. also do the low lighting, so you can't really... Mm-hmm. The classic, oh, our CGI looks like crap, so suddenly it's dark in this room. So figure a budget, 120 to 155 somewhere in that realm. Would you like to take a guess at the worldwide box office? $17 million. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it deserved. Um, $168 million. 168 Worldwide, that is a... What's, do you have just domestic? That's worldwide. Uh, domestic was like, uh, I think it was like 111 or something. Like it was, really? Even it with was the not, shitty... Because this famously... Oh, got, yeah, yeah. Well, first, Josh Trank, about a year before the movie came out, sent out a tweet. And this is about the time that he... It was less than a year. He sent out a tweet saying, you know, I had this perfect Fantastic Four movie, and sadly, no. I'm so sorry. Uh I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but but this absolutely makes sense what you're saying. The North America box office, $56 million. The the bulk is overseas. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm, so, I apologize. So no, that's his okay. tweet. So his tweet was something like, um, "I made this great Fantastic Four movie, and sadly, that'll never see the light of day." Something like that, and it kind of came out that he. Uh, was taken off the project. This movie was originally... Now, this comes in at a tight hour and a half. If you ignore the credits, yeah, I think yeah. it's 139 is the mm-hmm. runtime, but yeah, when you back out credits. It was originally yeah. supposed to be a two-hour and 40-minute movie. Ooh. Now, 
if it continued in the feeling that it had in the beginning, I would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Two hours and 40 minutes of what they were doing until they go to the quote-unquote negative zone the second time. Doom is not good. Yeah, right there. Right right there is where it just falls apart. Oh, and he was uh, originally supposed to direct episode eight of Star Wars. No kidding. And he lost it because of this. Ouch. Both eight and nine lost lost their original directors because Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct... Nine. Did Who that, is he? That I feel, uh, I, the he did name Jurassic is World. Okay. Oh, but he also did that movie, Book of Elon. Uh, new one, Jurassic World. Not Fallen Kingdom, the one before. It. Oh, got it. Got it. Um, the good oh, one. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First dinosaur Star Lord. Got it. <laughs> Dino Lord. Book of Eli. Phenomenal movie. Holy oh, crap. wait. Then I'm thinking Book of Henry, not Book of Eli. Book of Henry. Exactly. Okay. All right. <laughs> it I'm did, like Book of Henry. It did uh, shit. And Disney's like, hey, Colin, can you can you come over here for a minute? <laughs> It's real quick. No, no, just oh, do you just, have your right. do you have your key to the if you office? Notice, no, just bring it. There's no. the exit. Go ahead, keep walking. Mm, ouch. Uh, I'm ouch. fine with Abrams taking back over. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know you love the Last Jedi. I like neither <laughs> Last <laughs> Jedi nor you don't like Force Awakens. Force Awakens. No, I. It's it. Don't don't you fucking say it's a rehash of A New Hope. We will spend Wait, we will spend huh? the rest of the episode Move it along, guys. At some <laughs> point, we will have this discussion and release it as its own bonus episode entitled "Todd is Wrong." So that'll be on our Patreon, <laughs> yeah, which has launched once by this again. Point, right? It will be called "Todd is Wrong." <laughs> we'll 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 see about that. We'll we'll see. All right. So <laughs> clearly, not a financial success. Sadly. This movie nominated for a number of Razzies and wins three Razzies. Oof. Director? Sadly, yes. Mr. Trank takes home uh, Worst Director. Writer? Nope. They've got that weird Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. Oh, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. get that one. Which, yeah. uh, what other movie did we just... Was uh, it TMNT? TMNT also won that one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Um, and then it tied for Worst Picture... Uh, 2015. Let me see. There are so many shitty movies that year. Uh, it tied itself up. Tied up. I know you're trying to help me, but I, I can't. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> well, uh. yeah. Okay, so we have. I have an embargo on Fantastic Four that has been broken. I will never watch Fifty Shades of Grey. Is that a superhero? No. <laughs> you motherfucker. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so that's it for my production notes. I'm very interested to hear your almost cast. I always love these. Let's start with Mr. Reed Richards, otherwise okay. known as Mr. Fantastic. Yes. Kit Harrington. Oh. Okay. Anton Yelchin. Oh, the one who died. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. sad. Richard Madden? Uh, that's Rob Stark. Is it really? The King in the North, yeah. Jesus. Uh, the Adri- Young Wolf. Sorry. Adrian Brody. Too old. Oh, weird. Yeah. Jonathan Reese Myers. Too pretty. Okay. Yep. Jack O'Connell? Nope. Nope. All audition before Miles Towers was cast. For Sue Storm, Sarsa Ronan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah. be okay with that. Yeah, she's, yeah. Have sure. you seen Lady Bird? No, but I mean, oh. if you got Kate Mara, then yeah, she's in the same ballpark. Yeah, yeah I but get that. Yeah. You should see Lady Bird. Okay. It's phenomenal. Allison Williams. From <laughs> Girls. Yeah. Yeah. She got her salad tossed. <laughs> she did. <laughs> All right. Listen, what people do in the privacy of their own kitchens is not my business. <laughs> That's the problem. It was in her kitchen. Like, you eat there. <laughs> it's a salad. Okay, please. Go on. Moving on. Moving on. Yep. Uh, Emmy Rossum. Oh, love her on Shameless. I think she's done on Shameless. I think this she is her last Cameron season. Moynihan. Or whatever his name, not Cameron Moynihan. That's the Boston Legal. Yeah, Cameron. Cam, that's Cameron Manheim. So maybe it is Cameron Moynihan. Okay, the guy Which... who played the pseudo Joker on Gotham, the redhead. He's leaving too. He they just announced he's leaving too. Oh, the um, 
So it's a Walking the, Dead situation. Ian, the yeah. brother. Oh, no so shit. It's a oh. Walking Dead situation. Oh, yeah, they, All oh. the main characters are leaving, and I'm like, and now you're announcing the show is canceled, right? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how you do the show without Emmy Rossum. I don't know how you do Walking Dead without Andrew Lincoln. And, um, and Maggie. And Maggie. And Margot Robbie was the only other person. Now, hmm. anytime you want to cast Margot Robbie in I'm anything, okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. All right. I, can I say something stupid? And it's going to sound stupid. I'm okay with this. <laughs> Would Margot Robbie be too pretty for Sue Storm? No, because I think Kate Mahara is very pretty. She's very pretty, but would Margot Robbie be sexy I mean, for Sue Storm? Uh, yeah, I, and also she is because Sue, Sue Storm perfect. is always is a great beauty in the Marvel universe. Like mm-hmm. men love her. Namor, M- many men sp- have loved her in the biblical well, sense. <laughs> that's that's unfortunate, but yeah, I, which is not sexist from my perspective. I, I am describing we didn't write it. I, right. I am describing what's happened in Marvel history. I'm not saying it's okay. It's hyper. Paranoid. Is this Gal Gadot all over again? uh, Maybe a little bit, yeah. (laughs) Okay. For Doctor Doom. Oh, I think everyone knows my favorite villain in the in the Marvel universe. Make him like he is in the comics. Can they make him fucking wearing armor and he has a steel plate on his face? Go go to the John Byrne run of the Fantastic Four, and that's Doctor Doom. Go to the John Byrne insert whatever superhero he wrote for. That's right, and just put that on screen. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with that too. The Baron Blood uh, two issue story arc of Captain America. Fucking among my favorites. Yep, sir. All right, so Eddie Redmayne. Oh, Jack Hudson. I have no idea. Is that Kate Hudson's brother? No, that's a Maybe. different. No, no, that's. I would have been okay with this casting. I like Toby Kebbell, but he was good. Domhnall Gleeson, Hux, Hux from the new trilogy of Star Wars. Oh, that guy from the New Order. Uh-huh. Oh, fuck him. Have you seen Ex Machina? No, to be fair. Then okay, all right. Shut your goddamn mouth, because <laughs> <Okay>. he's <laughs> and he's uh, he's one of the uh, Weasleys. Oh, is he? He's the. Bill. Is he the older brother? Is Bill? he the one that comes back? Who's the one that gets attacked by the? You know the, what? By the dragon? Yeah. No, no, okay. not by the dragon, by the werewolf. He gets attacked by Fenrir Greyback. Oh, okay. Uh, this is not the Harry Potter podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's a different. That's the next pot over. You want to go down Diagon Alley? That's right. Don't go down Nocturne Alley. That's Do bad. not go Nocturne Alley. Boo-booey. <laughs> Just to show how fucked up Fox's priorities are. Do you know who they wanted for the part of Ben Grimm? I, I'm, clearly, I'm not going to be anywhere close. Nope. Josh Gad. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a... Happy Snowman! Oh, no. If it said Josh no, Gad... If, fuck it, it, no, fuck no. if they wanted to make him Reed Richards, maybe. Mm, I'm just uh, saying maybe. Mm. I'm not saying yes. Listen, you he, know what I love about Ben Grimm? I love Ben Grimm. Now, sure. I was never a Fantastic Four fan, but within the four, I think Ben, the thing, has always been my favorite. Because he's a tortured... He's the monster's shape with a good heart. One of the things I love about Ben is he's not a tough guy because he's made of rock. Yeah. He was a tough guy long before... He was transformed into the thing. And when Josh you think Gad. tough guy, you think <laughs> Olaf. Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And the last thing, and this probably should have been a clue to this movie, was going to be a bit shit. Mads Nicholson walked out of his audition. For what? For, for Doom. Doom. Oh, God. How much, how great would that have been? I mean, not with the script, clearly, but. Oh, shit. I was just going to say he could be it in the MCU, but he's already um, that character that is hard to pronounce the name of. Oh, he is. Yes. Yep. So Todd, the next thing we got to talk about is the, uh, rotten tomato score for this. We movie. sure do. What's, uh, what's that old rotten tomato score, buddy? That's a solid 27%. <sighs> no bueno. No bueno. 
right. So, so we'll so talk. We'll we'll revisit that later. We sure will. Uh, you know what it's time for? I think we're going to hear some. We're going to have to talk about this movie now. All right. Well, let's do it. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. God damn it. This movie. I just, I don't even know where to start. This movie starts out so strong. Let's start there. Most of the movie is was really good. So it starts with young Reed Richards and Ben Grimm in class together. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. It is a return actor from an earlier movie on our podcast, Dan Castanella. It's Castellaneta. Is that how you pronounce it? Well, I'm I'm looking at the because I I knew who he Castan- was. Ca- he's Homer Simpson. He's Dan <laughs> Castellaneta. Castellaneta. We were dropping a syllable. Yeah, yeah. Dan Castellaneta. As uh, as the their teacher, teacher uh, complete Who nutter clearly dick. doesn't give a fuck. I, it, it was a little too real for me because he was like, "Your project isn't what it's supposed to be. Do it all again, and you can do it tomorrow." I'm like, "You're only going to give this kid a night to redo." So what? What is his project? Now it's fifth grade, so it's not like so. Who I want? It was be a career, right? It was yeah. a career. And Reed gets up and describes teleportation. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be the first person in human history to teleport himself. It's already possible to transport quantum information from one location to another. Right now, there are supercomputers that can transport quantum information through space. So why not a machine that can send people through space? Well, even if you could build the thing, which you can't... I've already built it. Well, I'm building it in my garage. Is it next to your flying car? (laughs) I'm not working on that anymore. Just this now. I call it... Biomatter shuttle. Biomatter? Technically, I'm shuttling matter from one place to another. Well, first matter. But once I test on biological materials, right, I well, can... Th- thank you, Mr. Richards. This is all very interesting. The teacher clearly has no fucking clue. The assignment was to pick a real career in the real world. Redo the report, and I'll let you try again tomorrow. But even before that, when Reed's writing in his book, and he's like... Earth to Richards... And someone yells, Beat me up, Scotty. And then he's like, Okay, come on, guys. But you started the instigation. You're the one who said Earth to Richards. Maybe he's just not a good teacher. No, he's not. That's he's, what I'm trying to say. Like, don't say settle down if you're the instigator. Now, Reed clearly is brilliant beyond, not even like within a few years. He mm-hmm. has a mind that people don't understand. He has already built a biomatter shuttle. He just. <laughs> he just Needs to make it work. Like he's already yeah. built it. He just needs um, some scrap parts. So I had an interesting note that mm-hmm. I thought was going to be explained later and never was. And now I'm wondering: Is this Miles Teller, Richard? Uh, oh, the scars. He, he has scars on his face and mm-hmm. his neck. Is that Miles yes. Teller? Yep. Oh and shit! They, well then, aren't I the asshole? No, because they. I mean, I never noticed them until I watched Whiplash. Okay. Uh, now I'm saying that and realizing I'm not sure what else I've seen Miles Teller in. <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, the movie about the boxer who fought Manny Pacquiao. The uh, Hurricane? No. Nope, that's, no, that's, that's, that's a black man with Denzel Washington. Yeah. Stand Only back. there was a device that could tell us all the some knowledge of the universe. Okay, I thought it was a good movie. Bleed for this, where he plays Vinny Pazienza, who was, so based on a true story, breaks his neck in a car accident and recovers to uh, to box again. Manny to fight man. It's got to be Roberto Duran. Roberto Duran. Sorry. That's the, that is sorry, not Pacquiao. It of course Pacquiao is a modern boxer. Roberto Duran. Oh, right, so this is, is a period piece? Yeah, it's okay. uh I think 80s. No. Oh. Yeah. I didn't see that. Uh it's a very good movie. Miles Teller, Aaron Eckhart, 
Ooh. Katie Seagal, Siren Hines. Um, oh yeah, I yep. Know. You know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ted Levine. It's a really, it's a really good movie. Well, I know with uh, Ted Levine being in there, Danny's out on that movie. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just, just the voice. It's why she could never watch Monk because oh, it's the same such, voice. It was it's, such a good show. Monk, we got to investigate <laughs> this, uh, and, she, and she's out. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. All right, so tell her. But we started down this road because so those are real scars. I thought they were like character scars. I feel bad now. No, no, they're real. And uh, I mean, yeah, put car them, accident, childhood accident. I think it might fall into the well. Now she's talked about it, but the Tina Fey, like she didn't talk about it for a long time because she sure, didn't want to sure. be the girl with the scar on her face. I don't think Miles Teller wants to be the guy with scars on his face. And I, I get that, That's but fair. I think he may have mentioned it once, and I think it might have been a car accident. 2007, he was a passenger in a car that lost control at 80 miles an hour and flipped eight times. Holy shit. He eight. was ejected through a window. He has multiple visible scars on his face from the accident, and one prominently on his neck. Wow, 80 miles an hour. And thrown from the car. That's amazing. He's so alive. it's amazing he's alive, yeah. So that's 11 years ago. He's and that was probably born, he's born in the... 87, so he was 20. Holy and that cow. was probably like, what was his first movie? First movie was 2010, Rabbit Hole. No idea what that is either. He was in Footloose. Ew. Oh, he was Rusty, right? Willard, Willard Hewitt. Uh, yeah. the one TV credit. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, interesting. He kind of came out. Is he just a part of the zeitgeist? Because he doesn't seem to have many credits. That he does. He does not have. Was it was it Whiplash that puts him in everyone's mind? Yes, he's hundred percent. He's so good. In Whiplash. He has a couple credits before that, but Whiplash is the moment. He also that same year also was in Divergent, Woof. which also. But again, that was part of the zeitgeist of the young of that kind mm-hmm. of the, the yeah, teen adult, what's right? Right? Okay. young adult. Hey, yeah. remember when we were talking about this terrible, fantastic Yeah, let's drama? go back to that. Go okay, back. cut to... Ben going home. A salvage yard, Grimm. Yep. Now, again, at this moment, I was like, I love it. Because oh, Ben Grimm... We are still in the love ...is scrapping with the Yancey Street Gang. That was the group that he always famously referenced in the comics. They were oh, always off right. screen. The Yancey Street, uh, Yancey Street Gang or Yancey Street Brothers. Now, but, is that one guy supposed to be his brother? Oh, yeah, that's his brother. I didn't know... Ben had an older brother. Uh, I don't, rec- again, not that much of an expert in the canon. You know what I was an expert in is the fact that Ben Grimm is Jewish and we see yes. a motherfucking menorah in the background. Good, good eyes on that. I totally missed that. But also, kudos to that set decorator, or I'm going to give it to Josh Trank because that's he a got detail. Enough. Yeah, okay. I think he did that. Yeah, all right. But so, my question in this scene is so he mouths off to whoever brother. may, may, yeah, may or not be his brother. his brother. Brother follows him into the house and what does he say right before he starts beating the shit out of him? Clobbering time. So you're telling oh, me... Oh, I missed... I only ben caught Grimm's, the later clobbering time. Right. But you're telling me that Ben His, Grimm is using It's Clobbering Time from some sort of childhood abuse memory? No, no, movie, no. So I'm going to be in the weird place of saying, is it abuse? It's wrong. It's abuse. The mom comes in and stops it. It starts well, beating the shit out well, of the brother. Sh- yeah, but interestingly, like Ben wants to stop his mother. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic with his brother and his then his brother with his mother, mm-hmm. later with his father. It's a it's a weird dynamic. Yeah. Let, let's go with that. So he goes back out into the scrapyard and he finds Reed has been cornered in a car by the junkyard dog. Let's oh, him out. Yeah. Reed is looking for a power converter. He should just go to the Tashi station. Clearly. And um, they become friends. We see Ben and Reed going back to Reed's family's garage where he has his lab set up, which is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. 
He's built ev- an arc reactor. He, he, an arc reactor powered by Nintendo 64s. All of them. All of them. Now, he's got a, looks like a transformer from a utility pole. 100%, yeah. He's got this teleportation device, the biomatter shuttle. It's all set. He's got the power for it now. Turns it on. Got Black, a toy car. Toy car on the platform. Turns it on. Blacks out the neighborhood. But it works. Now, the car is gone. But Yeah, it works-ish. He just can't get it back. But in the place of the car, there are these rocks on the little platform. Oh, and who's really interested in those rocks? Uh, ben Grimm. <laughs> Cut to seven years later. Seven years later. The a banner in a school gym says Nassau County Science Fair. They're seniors. He borrows a toy plane from the display next to him at the science fair. I, that was a nice bit of comedy. The model, the model car, please, Ben. I don't have a model car. Why don't you have the model car? You know what you see in that exchange is the deep affection they have for each other. Mm -hmm. So so we're watching this. I'm like, well, they're getting the relationship right. That relationship between Reed and Ben, Mm -hmm. they are friends. But even going back to the original canon, they are such deep friends that Ben goes with Reed even though he thinks Reed is wrong. Mm -hmm. He doesn't think that the shielding is sufficient for the cosmic rays, but Ben still goes with Reed. That is the core, and that's why they say the Fantastic Four is a family. Even though Ben is not related in the pure sense of a family, mm-hmm. that is the bond they have. That's how close, and you see it. When you started saying this, I thought you were talking about in this movie. I'm like, no, Todd, no, there's no cosmic rays. Right. Wait, I'm, no, right. back it up. Back it up? Back it up slow? Yeah. Back it, back it up. Yeah. Back it up. But again, the beginning of this movie, I'm like, they're giving me what I need to make yeah. this work. So it works this time. Clearly works. Yes. It goes there and comes back in between the device entry works. and re-entry. The yeah. establishment of the relationship also works. Yes. There's Sorry. lots of things working. But it breaks a backboard. It breaks the glass backboard on the um, tube. Yeah. Homer Simpson, because I'm not going to try and pronounce his name right. It's Homer. He's like, this is a science fair, not a magic competition. I don't see any real science here. And you're paying for the backboard. So uh, my note here is, fuck that teacher. Like, he just showed you something. It comes back with sand on it. It's obviously not a magic trick. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. God damn it. But I guess if he was like, oh my God, this is amazing, then movie over. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Which would not be a bad thing. Would not have been bad. So instead, Reed and Ben are disqualified. The teachers walk away, and two other people walk up to the display. The most that guy actor of that guy actors we've had so far, I think. Yes. Yes, Mr. Reg E. Cathy. <laughs> yes. Now, I think people will know him from different things. For me, he is the counselor who comes in in Oz. See, I've never it's watched on Oz. HBO, right. so. It's yeah. on HBO, right. It's on HBO. I'm aware. Yes. <laughs> uh, but he's got a shit ton of movie and TV credits. I'm trying to think of the thing that I know him from. He's in The Mask, Clear and Present Danger. That is Airheads. exactly what I know him from. Uh, is the mask seven dr santiago the coroner the coroner okay mm-hmm. yep but i remember him from the mask because while we're watching the movie, i'm like i remember some movie where he's like really mad at someone it's the, the mask the machinist oh no thank you you uh, yeah oh, uh so, have you seen oh, saint vincent with bill murray which is a great yeah. movie yeah. have you seen the pictures of speaking of machinist christian bale as um dick cheney Yes. Holy fuck. He's one of those he's one of those actors that will transform physically transform for a role. It can't be good for his heart to do that. No. Matt Damon, I read, was famously like his doctor basically read him the riot act for Courage Under Fire because he he basically just like stopped eating. And he, it, his doctor was like, 
that will that put stress on his heart. Like he, you'll die that way. Like half a apple. can of tuna fish and an apple every day, and tea or something. And like had that. some tea. Yeah. Now, obviously, this was a long time ago. Uh, a lot of the time when Anne yeah. Hathaway lost all the weight for Les Mis, mm-hmm. everyone asked her, "How did you do this?" Her response every time was, "I'm not going to tell you because what I did without the proper nutritionist and health advisors with me that Hollywood can buy." would be dangerous for someone to do when I don't want to influence. I'm like, good for her. That's good for fair. her to say yeah, that. Yeah, that's the right answer. That's 100% the right answer. Um, again, again, we should probably back get back to, to this Yeah, let's get back to this movie. So, Remember when we started and we're both like, this is going to be a short episode. But you're right. Reggie Cathy, absolutely a that guy actor. Yeah. Now, he is Franklin Storm. Now, he has with him his daughter, Susan. They are apparently working on the exact same thing that Reed and Ben are working on. Right. And they are amazed that Reed has made it work. So (sighs) he does not see this as a magic trick. He sees this as success. He offers Reed a scholarship on the spot to the Baxter Foundation. Did you feel like in this scene, Ben Ben. didn't trust Sue? The way he was looking at her Um, was real like... I I did not pick up on that. Okay. but Was it just just Jamie Bell's brooding? He's very brooding. Any relation to um, Kristen? No. Kristen Bell? Okay, all right. No, that would have been cool. I think Jamie's British. He was. I he's think you're right. Billy Elliot. What from yeah. the movie Billy yeah. Elliot? Yeah. Go ahead. Huh? Look at him. No, I believe you. You know who's Fine. also a Billy Elliot from The West End? Who? Tom Holland. You said that when we talked about something. One recently. of these Spider-Man yeah, yeah. movies. Uh, that's wild. Ben and Reed show up at the Baxter Foundation. We have a fun little cameo by Cal Penn yeah. on his way to go work for President Obama. This is after that. It, but it, didn't it feel like it? Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'll show you your room. And he just keeps walking. He's like, I got to go help the president. It was, yeah, that was, I wonder if, so 2015. He, I, wonder, I think he was is, coming back. This was after his time. Yeah, because yep. he, this was after, I think he only worked for Obama in Obama's first term. Mm-hmm. So by this point, he's, he's out ba- of... Yeah, he's back. He's so. back. At, or did he join him in his second... No, uh, we don't... No, 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 who no, cares? No. All right. Okay. So Reed is going to go to school, live, study, and work at the Baxter Foundation, which we will mm-hmm. find out later has is funded by the government, has some ties to the military, yeah. and is this kind of semi-ominous organization. It's a reference to the longstanding Baxter building, mm-hmm. which was always the home of the Fantastic Four. But I was thinking back through... And if I miss this, then please, you know, let, let us, us know. know. But I don't recall beyond the name of the building is the Baxter Building. I don't recall there being any tie. Like I don't recall Baxter being a person or there being any significance to that. The only Baxter I know is Baxter Stockman from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, right, sure, sure. Which I feel like that's a reference to the Baxter Building. Fantastic sure, because all the yeah. all the right because yeah. um, his headquarters is the building where they all the the Mouser things are. Oh, right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. the mousers. Yeah, the mousers, right? Um, so accents for a second. They're both, I heard they're, I heard you make that note, yeah. They're both from the same place, right? Jamie Bell and Miles Teller grew up in the same neighborhood almost, it seems like, right? Mm-hmm. Why does Jamie Bell sound like this? Reed, look at this place. You belong here. I've been here two minutes and I already know that. And Miles Teller sound like this. I'm not going away. I'm like a 40-minute train ride from Worcester Bay. They don't. Because sound, Reed is smart? That doesn't stop you from <laughs> listen, having I'm, Listen, I'm, I'm grasping. Listen, this Just, is this is the period in the movie where I still like I, the movie. You know, I, I think it is the thing of I'm a British actor. I can't do a standard American. Sure. So I'm just going to give myself an accent so it hides my Britishness. Okay. All right. So it's a husky, like, tough like, guy. And it works well for Tom Holland. His Queen's I, accent is fucking spot on. It does. That Have you good. ever heard him speak in his British? Uh, yes, when he's spoiling shit. <laughs> But don't you go, um, Henry Cavill. Anytime oh, yeah. I hear him Every speak time. British, I'm like, uh, my nickname in school was Fat Cavill. 
which was a very apt nickname, uh, considering my name was indeed Cavill and I was indeed fat. Henry, why are you doing that silly British? Oh, oh right, right, you are British. Can we just adapt him? Okay. I would... I think we said Adam Warlock. I'm still okay with that. No. Adam Warlock, Captain yeah. Britain. Um, British Superman. Yeah, but... You just Adam the bullshit out Yeah, but we're more likely to see Adam Warlock than we are Captain Britain. We then go to a montage of Reed at the foundation. You know, he's studying, he's working. He meets Susan in the library. It's a funny and awkward scene. He's awkward. It's funny. She's talking. Music equals patterns. Music is just a series of altered patterns. The musician creates the pattern and makes us anticipate resolution and holds back. Makes you wait for it. There's patterns in everything and everyone. Then we see Dr. Storm, Franklin, talking uh-huh. to the board. Talking to Harvey. Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> yes. Another That Guy actor who will show up in another uh, movie. He's, the second MCU movie. That he's, pull. spoiler alert, the leader. I hope he is because I love the leader as a villain. And I don't look. think it's... Uh, Listen, we're never... I think get, I know. what we've got that they're taking from Incredible Hulk is what we're getting. That's it. He demolished Harlem. He tried to kill himself. <laughs> The end. The end. And, and Thunderbolt yeah. Ross. <laughs> don't give me Red Hulk. I don't like the other Hulks. Harvey, Tim Blake Nelson, is looking to shut them down. Now, Franklin wants Victor Von Doom back on this project, even though he set fire to the data servers before leaving. <laughs> That's some metal shit right but there. He, but uh, Franklin references Victor had gave the project 10 years of and, his life. And I wrote the note, 10 years, how does this age work out? But then later when, during our first reshoot of the movie, mm-hmm. because you can tell by Kate Mara suddenly has the worst fucking wig ever. So it's some very Red Brown level <laughs> wig work. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> when they meet, Franklin says to Reed, he discovered this. Uh, gave when 10 he was years even, of his- No, he went when later. You- when he was even younger than you are. Right. Right. So I figure 15. So he's 25 now? So he's 25. And, and that, Reed's, Reed's supposed to be 19? 18, 19, sure. 18, 18 19. 19. Yeah. So how old Sue? I think she's the same age as Reed. Oh, although that makes the romantic tension uncomfortable. So, is she older? So Sue is um, 21. Raiders? Okay. Never really thought about this. Oh, no, I've seen this. Yeah, it's not that, good. When Yeah. That Dr. Jones... Was clearly... Probably nineteen or twenty, and Marion was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, it it doesn't. The math doesn't work. I learned to hate you in the last ten years. I never meant to hurt you. I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong, and you knew it. You knew what you were doing. That's the line a pedophile would say. Listen, it was a different time. Well, it was literally the the thirties. He's not a Nazi, so he's not that bad. We gotta, is that our bar? Well, I feel like when you, if you're grading on a curve and you have Nazis in your class, <laughs> a swastika curve. Yes, a, yeah. Well, yeah, you do pretty well. If if the F is Nazi, then I feel like pedophile is somewhere in like yeah. a C minus. Well, y- you know. Okay. Well, hey, listen. let's move on. Nazis. I hate these guys. Franklin goes to see Victor. Victor mm-hmm. has kind of withdrawn from the world. He's in his like sanctum sanctorum <laughs> of technology. He's even got the long hair and beard like Doctor Strange. He kind of does. He has clearly rejected society in our social contract. And he's got what Hollywood thinks, you know, hacker shut-ins do, have 19 screens in front of them. He's got some... Hey, kids, remember the Google Glass? Glass. That's what he's using, right? He's using his own version of the Google Glass. He, he must take it off at some point. He does, yeah, well, but oh, he's he, got it on during that scene. And oh, he okay. shuts the blinds. He unlocks the door for Franklin. I'm like, 
Oh, if only you knew that that was going to be the biggest failure Google has ever had. Mm. It's Google abandons it, lots. They it never made it past beta, though. No, you could buy them. You could buy Google. You could S. buy them to to be part of the beta testing. Oh, okay. It was never mass marketed. Okay. Franklin recruits him. They go to the giant arc reactor from Iron Man. <laughs> That's right. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Oh, the next note I have is Toby Kebbell saying something negative. And what does Sue Storm say? Dr. Doom over here. Just no. You don't. Don't. You don't need to just drop in the superhero's name. If it doesn't organically fit into the story, don't do it. And yet they did. Now, the, what's interesting in that scene is Victor is eager to make this trip to this other dimension right. or other world. Right. That's, what, that's he, what you have to know. And he's gotten Reed kind of on board with. With what he's talking about. Now we see, for the first time, Sue's brother, Johnny. Oh, wait. That's right. He's in his car. He's about to do some street racing. Very important thing to point out for later. He is clean shaven. (laughs) Right. Now, his car does not perform at the the line. Uh, He gets picked up, looks like, from the police station, I'm guessing. He must have gotten caught. We interrupt this movie to bring you the... Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm just like, but like the shitty Fast and the Furious. None of those cars were nice. No, no, no. And, and his literally does not work. Did you see what uh, was hanging from his rearview mirror? No. A fire flower from uh, the Mario Brothers. Like, oh, I get it. That's that's cute. Now his father picks him up at the police station. He's in trouble. His father takes his car, even yeah. though Johnny built it. He used Franklin's money. So you're gonna have to work <laughs> for me to pay it back. We get Johnny into the lab. I'm not wearing a lab coat. We then go to a lab work montage, and it's the whole, they're building, designing, calculating. And this montage is brought to you by Think Geek. Do you notice all the coffee mugs? Like, were they were they were drinking out of like a, a beaker one? Later, when Sue talks to Johnny, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Lego one that they sell. I'm like, yes. guys. That's funny. That's funny. It's subtle. That's good. <laughs> now, we see the device that we will later call the Quantum Gate has been built. All of a sudden, Ben, back at home, gets a selfie from Reed standing in front of the model. It's funny. Yeah. Sue and Reed are talking. We find out she's adopted. We see some jealousy, right? So clearly, Victor has some feelings for Sue. Like, he is low-key stalker. Very much so. Very it's much so. creepy. But the device is now built. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's good to go. And we know that it's good to go because Harvey shows up at the lab again. He wants to see the progress. They send a chimp through, which seemed awfully like sudden. Yeah, I guess they didn't they like to send that chimp. Or, organic material. I'm like they couldn't just send. I don't know. Like, how about a lab rat? Like, or not even a lab rat. How about something that's dead? No, I well, guess they need to figure out if it's going to survive. Okay. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So was this suddenly Planet of the Apes? Uh, listen, was that so? Caesar? They send. The, they send the chimp. <laughs> we have the same note. They send the chimp through. <laughs> Science question, a video signal comes back. Oh, that was earlier, too, when they say, when they send the drone through the first time, and they say... They put a camera on a drone we sent over there. The drone didn't come back, but those images did. I'm sorry, what kind of... What kind of signal do you guys have where interdimensional video can come through? Yeah, like radio and television signals travel at the speed of light. If it's in another dimension, how does it get here? If it's a far across space, then it will take light years... It will take, mm-hmm. you know, it, light years of distance, which will take years for it to get here. 
Yeah, that's some that's some sciency bullshit. But the chimp does come back, and then the chimp's fine. They opened up the the chamber, and he should have said, "Caesar is home." Now Harvey wants to take over the project and send men through. Franklin seems intent on stopping that. Not just men. NASA. NASA men. That's right. NASA men, and so Doom and. Reed and Johnny decide let's get shit faced. Right. And then during their shit facedness, Reed has the great idea let's just go through on our own. Victor has this great speech. You guys know who built the Apollo spacecraft? Went to the moon? Yeah. Your mama. <laughs> so the answer is no. But you know who Neil Armstrong is, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. First man to walk on the moon. Famous faces hired to conquer dreams that weren't even theirs. Dreams of someone else, some other scientist who probably died penniless and alone and sat in a bar telling people he sent men to the moon. I like that. It's a great speech. And then that triggers Reed to say, so it's Reed's idea to say we should go. Mm -hmm. And so he calls Ben. Ben comes down. And right before they're about to go in, Reed says, you trust me, right? My response would have been, well, you're drunk right now, so no. <laughs> That's right. Never trust a drunk person. <laughs> Nothing good is ever going to happen if a drunk person says the words, trust me. That's right. Hold my beer. Hold trust my, me. My question, are they drunk to make it so that the bad decisions they're about to make in the negative realm make more sense? You know, that just feels, they don't act drunk. The only way we know we're dr- they're drunk is that Ben says, are you sure you're in condition to do this? Right. And there's a funny bit with Johnny like playing with the chair, like dropping the chair dropping down. Dropping the chair down, yeah. I got to be honest with you, that felt a little clunky to Well, me. do they, quote unquote, sober up the adrenaline pump so it gets you a little of time. clearer? Yeah. But when they actually travel, if you were drunk and did instrumental travel, you would get a little clearer head pretty quickly. But I'm talking about like- Well, that's biology. I right. I mean, that's- like you, know what you could write that in, but there's nothing that would suggest but is that inherently. Why it, I it's, guess I don't know. it's a weird. So unlike the original canon Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. where Reed was intent on beating the Soviets and urges them to throw caution to the wind. Goddamn Ruskies! Right? They're just drunk. Apologies mm, to anyone in this, Russia who's listening. This this that doesn't hold up for me. No, it like, doesn't. that makes no sense to me. But in any event, they suit up. The four guys, so we have Victor, Reed, Johnny, and Ben, go into the four chambers in the quantum gate. They start firing up the device. Sue is working in another part of the lab, sees what's happening. Goes with them, because that's how she'll get her powers. Oh, oh wait, oh, no. Oh, sorry. You're just a girl. You don't get to go. Oh, yeah. There were a lot it of was a little thought bit of that, pieces right? about that. Yeah. I remember that. Calls her father to meet her at the lab. She goes out, but too late. The device is activated. They're gone. Victor decides, we've got to go down and look at this weird little pool. Now, it's a shame we don't have Shannon and Sean here with us because they would say, as our resident Disney experts, green means bad in Disney. That's right. That's right. That's incredibly fair. Yeah. It does not look welcoming. <laughs> it doesn't. If I was Ben, the sober one of the group, be like, guys, you clearly drank more than you're letting me know. Let's go back. We'll come back another time. <laughs> That's right. Listen, when we're not all going to we're die. We're first men on planet zero. We'll be fine. Done. Yeah, Plant yeah. your flag Plant, and let's get go. Get the fuck out. Yeah. While Reed is observing this energy, Victor fucks with it. Don't stick your hand in something you don't know where it's going. Don't stick your dick in crazy. Or energy pops. Okay. <laughs> Victor triggers this eruption. Mm-hmm. So this, this energy has this almost like blobby organic kind of feel. Yeah. 
triggers this whole thing. So now it's a run, run to escape the the wave of doom. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, so as they're scaling the cliff, Victor falls into the pit. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he dead. He's, well, first he's yeah he's hanging. First he gets like a, covered in glop. Yeah, he gets covered in the glop, which the, seems to dissolve his suit. Uh-huh. And then he falls. Well, for it does, the summer glob hits rope. the rope. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then Johnny, Reed, and Ben make it back to the device. And although they are not able to activate it from their side, they're in communication with Sue. They tell Sue to override the return, send them back, mm-hmm. and the quantum gate comes back. But, but right before it, we see a little bit of um, we're setting up Brundlefly, right? Because <laughs> Ben's Ben's... Uh, chamber opens and he's getting pelted with rocks. The safety the glass wind- on Johnny's breaks. He's covered in a flame somehow for some reason. So that's 50% of the Fantastic Four is explained. Reads is not explained. Not explained. And Sue's is just from the concussive blast that comes yeah, off. Come yeah, that one feels a you little... You were 50% there. It feels a little hand wavy. But it's totally Brundlefly. Right? <laughs> it really so is, yes. As they come back, they're so transformed. Is, is Miles Teller going to vomit on Kate Mara? That's disgusting. Now, in the lab, Reed wakes up. Johnny's on fire. He hears Ben calling for help. Seems to be buried under a pile of and rocks. And Reed is stretched out farther than my arms can go, which is impressive. It's, imp- <laughs> it's impressive. Uh, he he passes out again. We see Reed mm-hmm. uh, wake up. He wakes up in a lab. He's kind of strapped down to a table, but his l- arms are... 15 feet long? Yeah. And this is an effect that does not look good. Skin is so hard to do. It just doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, that effect made me think of the Roger Corman Fantastic Four. That's Mm. how bad it was. And that's saying a lot, yeah. Suddenly, we are in Die Hard. Reed's (laughs) climbing through the vents to get to his buddy. Come on to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. But he is discovered. The alarm goes off. He makes his way outside. He's clearly in some kind of secret base, military base in the middle Area of the Area 57. Yeah, that's right. I saw that. When did the Fantastic Four premiere? Premiere. When did, the Fantastic, when did they, what was their, was it 57? Mm, no, it's, well, I feel like it's later than that. Hang on. Let's just check, because I feel like it was weird that they chose 57. 61. Wow. Okay. So it's just a random number. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Fantastic takes off. Freaks out. They're trying to catch him, and he runs out into the cold in just a uh, examination robe. He doesn't even have that on because his arms are bare. his arms and chest are bare, aren't they? Yeah. So what is it? Wait, is he naked? Underwear? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Listen. So he's dead. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, we'll we'll get to a, a a question about the elements in a minute. Okay. Harvey is confronted. Franklin, then he goes in to see Ben, offers to help. I will say this. The thing looks great. Yeah. I like the way the thing is done in the other Fantastic Four movies we got to watch. I think I like practical. I think I like this thing more. Oh, is it really practical? It's 100%. That's a suit? That's Michael Chiklis in a suit. So that raises it to a little better. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I like this. I like this. I like this too. Yeah. Yeah. I just is this how he looks in Ultimate? Is he not the I don't know. Yeah, I'll have to go look and see. Yeah. He's not the iconic thing which has a very pronounced like eyebrow ridge, mm-hmm. but he, he never has the shape. A cigar. But again, he's younger, so you would not expect like that would right. be uncharacteristic. The Well, we'll probably see it in the sequel to this movie. Oh, oh. right. Now we cut 1 year later. 1 year later. Ben is working for the military as an asset. And we see him basically as a one-man wrecking crew. 
Pretty much. Beating the shit out of tanks. Yeah. We both had a note. MTRA. It's when you don't have the rights to shield. That's true. You that's true. make up some other letters. Generic that- shield. <laughs> that don't spell shit. Mitra. Yeah. <laughs> There's a power montage for the thing, the human torch, and the invisible woman. Right. They talk about planet zero is on the other side and the source of this energy beyond the quantum gate. Any relation to the quantum realm? Or are we going to have to resolve that when they bring Fantastic Four over? Probably. Or we're just not going to call it that. Yeah. The important thing is it is not the quantum realm. It is not. Right. Because not. Marvel probably owns the rights to that. Sure. Um, we see Johnny flying. He destroys a drone. Now, back at the base, the military is kind of training all of them. They want to put Johnny into the field, and he is really embracing his powers. Yeah. Sue is resistant. Franklin is resistant. One could say Sue wants to remain invisible. Now, Franklin tries to get Sue to help find Reed in order to open up the gate and find a cure and end this. And they are lined on that. And as a result of that, Sue helps use her pattern recognition to track down Reed. I'm going to need some music. Now, we see a person in a South American country who is bargaining for some type of a scrap device, and it's clearly Reed is using his plastic plasticization. He's pulling the plastic man. Yeah, yeah. it's a pretty good. Like, he transforms his face, and then we see him in a car, and he transforms back. That's, that's a good effect. Was that... Another actor. Was it, though, or was it CG no, it had to... No, it had to be another ben, actor. Kudos to them, because you, you could tell it was, it was Miles Teller. Like, we knew it was Miles Teller. It was... Because he can't completely change his face. There's still bone, I guess. No, no. no. Everything, I, I everything's I think it looked like Miles Teller. I, I feel like they found an actor who was close enough to Miles close Teller. enough yeah. that you could be like, oh, you make like, sense. Oh, it's clearly, clearly, clearly it says it Afghanistan. Says Afghanistan. <laughs> Next Wednesday, Excalibur. That's right. <laughs> We're just going to make a list of, of those. all the shit that I fuck up. It's a long list. So she finds out that he's using the name Captain Nemo. Which was, he made a reference to 10,000. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 20,000 Leagues Under the yeah. Sea. It's clearly 20,000. 20, okay, so we add that one to Add that one, too. So they, they, they hunt dro- him down. They, they drop bring- in the regular troops, who Reed kicks the shit out of. Yes. And then Ben comes down. Ben drops down. Oh, my God, Ben. So, this is where you've been hiding out. Reed tries to bargain with him. Wait, stop. Okay, let me explain. Why? I'm no good to you. To anyone. This is all my fault. That we can agree on. He headbutts it. They get back to Area 57. Tim Blake Nelson is all bundled up and everyone's wearing clothes except for Ben. So my question about the elements, does the thing get cold? No. Does the thing feel? No. He doesn't feel anything. Well, it's not like John Byrne's Next Men explores all of the downsides to all the powers. And if you were invulnerable, how would you have any tactile sense, how would you be able to... Mip- so it's not that level of detail. But no, the thing is, his rocky exterior, he can survive vacuums. So you're saying Ben doesn't feel anything? He feels... No, he does not. I feel sorry for Alicia Masters. I see what you did there. Okay. Reed is in an interrogation room. Sue comes in, confronts him. Now, she wants Reed to help open the gate and, again, figure out how to reverse their changes. Right. Johnny has embraced his powers, but Sue wants out and wants all of them turned back. And Sue recognizes that Johnny's going down a dark path. Right. To be fair, so does Franklin. And to be fair, Reed think- doesn't see that about Johnny, but he he understands the need to He sees it in bed, right. definitely. Yeah. So he... Comes in, sits down, rewrites the code to fix the device. The device is ready to go. Mm-hmm. They send a, a team through. Team goes out. They've got their kind of 
scientific stuff. They're taking measurements. They're gathering soil samples. And they get a heat signature Uh-oh. that's man-sized that's coming toward them. Who could that be? But they're, first of all, they are chill as fuck. Yeah, I would be like, hey, get back in the pods. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Leave a camera so we can figure out who this is, but go home. Who limps into view? <sighs> Victor Von Doom. Do you have the same question? Yes. You- Where did the material for the cloak come from? Seriously, let's spend the rest of the episode trying to figure this out. And it's an easy fix if they had like a tarp, a tarp or some, something, just something, leave some something. material. Yeah. So fucking stupid. It's like they wanted him to have the cape because the iconic could, green because he has a cape hooded cape. Right. And that was as far as they thought the the dumbest. Fucking, uh, yeah. So the, I'm so glad we both went. Uh, I where, wrote, where the fuck did he get that cape? Yeah. Not a clue. Was that part of the reshoot? Because oh. the whole time he's on Earth. He's walking around without the cape, and once he goes back to the negative zone, he puts it back on. It's not the negative zone, though. It's planet zero. But isn't it called the negative zone? No, it's the in, planet zero. In the comics. Oh, the negative zone is a different thing. That's where Annihilus comes from. In Ultimates. Oh, was it the... Oh, maybe in the Ultimates. That's where they get their powers. Th- oh, I you know, that, think so. that probably makes sense. So maybe it was part of the reshoots that they're like, well, well Victor Don Doom has to have the cloak because he has a cloak. The opposite of John Peters. I don't want to see him in that suit. I was like, which suit? And he's going, that suit, the suit he's always wearing. I was like, the Superman suit with the cape and the blue and the, and the red and the yellow? He goes, yeah, I don't like it. His word's not mine. Too faggy. I said, uh, uh, all right. Oh. This is the guy who was a hairstylist For before becoming a producer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yes. I have heard that story. And famously, he also wanted a giant spider. The giant spider. Well, that was a Thanagarian snare beast. What, what is this based on? He goes, well, do you know anything about spiders? Spiders are the fiercest killers in the animal kingdom. You know, you got to be careful around spiders. So if you have a big one, imagine how deadly they are. They cancel Superman in lieu of making Wild Wild West. And if, how does Wild Wild West end? With a giant mechanical if you have not, spider. If you have not heard the Wild Wild West episode of How Did This Get Made? Oh, my God. With Kevin Smith. Yes. Go listen to that. First brilliant. of all, just listen to anything of I Kevin listen Smith. To He's that a goddamn one. delight. And How Did This Get Made? Also brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And that combination, double brilliant. All right. They bring Doom back to Earth. Yeah. His body has fused with the suit. When he was engulfed in the energy, it like melted into him. Making him a crash test dummy. Harvey goes in and is questioning him. Victor says that the planet, Planet Zero, kept him alive, gave him power, then uses his power that seems to be like a telekinesis. He first Mm -hmm. collapses the observation room where people are watching the interrogation. (laughs) And then... Straight up murders. Yeah, like 10 people. And then microwaves Harvey. One of the reasons this movie got taken away from Josh Trank, from what I read, is that Fox thought it was too violent. Was that one of the scenes that... That starts it. If it is, why is it still in the movie? Why did they not reshoot Tim Blake Nelson's death? Oh, that's a good that point. Is, we both had the same reaction of, oh, there's a different a tonal movie, shift yeah, in the movie. This is point. where the tonal shift yeah. happens. Yeah. And we get the line from Victor. You couldn't resist coming back. It's not enough to ruin your world. Now you want to ruin mine. If this world must die so that mine may live. So be it. The alarm goes off. Dumbest fucking alarm. Code red. There is an emergency in this building. Follow standard emergency protocols. It's the chattiest uh, 
alarm system I've ever heard. Of. Just have red alert. Red now, alert. This continues that different tone. If you were disturbed by Harvey dying, the next few moments are not any better. Victor is well. Now he is doom. So Victor's striding through the facility. Yeah. And everyone he sees, he's basically making their head explode. So he's seen scanners, scanners? like 17 <laughs> times. Big fan of scanners. A big fan. Yeah, it's horrible. Franklin confronts Victor mm-hmm. in the chamber, right? So Victor's going back to the device. He's going to go back to He tries to zero. plead with him. Victor, he does. No, just stop. Out of my way, Franklin. I'm going home. This is your home, son. Not anymore. There is nothing for you over there. Only the power to create a new world. Victor, we're not gods. We're just people. And we are stronger together than we are apart. What good is it if you're alone? I have always been alone. Victor, stop! Just stop! It's too late, Susan. The Earth is dying. Humanity had its chance. And he boils him? Another microwave job. Yeah. Good lord, absolutely. but doesn't complete it. He leaves him at like half defrost. Ready to die, right? Because he dies on screen, but yeah. But he's got a, he's got a couple of moments to regret his, all of his life choices. So once again, uh Victor's a big fan of Gremlins. <laughs> uh Victor enters the gate, dying Franklin. Tell Sue and Johnny that they have to take care of each other. And at this point, I was I wanted to say, wait, if he goes in the in the capsule, how are the rest of them gonna get there? But we have our second or third appearance on this podcast of a space butthole. Yeah, so Victor's back on Planet Zero, opens the devil's anus, and which sucks Sue, Reed, and Ben in through the portal to Planet Zero. Johnny flies through it as well. And now the Fantastic Four land on Planet Zero. And then there's this amazing fight that takes several minutes. It's, nope. the, dumb, n- it's the stupidest fight that takes maybe three. But this is tops? where the whole movie wraps up in like 15 minutes. Even No, you're Not being even, very generous. Is it like ten. Eight, ten, ten, eight yeah. to ten tops. Yeah, it's conservatively 45 seconds. Yeah. Of note, the only thing is we hear uh, so the, the group attacks them kind of one at a time. John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny gets knocked out. Reed tries to reason with Victor. Victor, don't do this! Victor says, There is no Dana, only Sue. <laughs> nope, and sorry, he says... Wrong movie. Yeah. There is no Victor. There is only Doom. Uh, so yeah, they each individually try and fight. Does not work. Then we hear Reed gives the speech, basically rallies the troops. If that thing's still active, so is he. We can't beat him. He's stronger than any of us. Yeah, he is. But he's not stronger than all of us. Look, this place gave him his powers, but it gave us all of ours, too. It's who we are now. Maybe it's who we're meant to be. We open this door, we're going to close it. So what's the plan? They decide to play Buck Buck. (laughs) They totally play Buck Buck. Wants to play buck buck. Sue puts an invisible bubble around Ben. Victor's like, you know, you're you're not as smart as me. He says, I'm smarter. The bubble goes away, and as he's running towards him, he yells, It's clobber time! Giving Victor perfect opportunity to stop what's about to happen. But he doesn't. He should have said it as he was punching. Whatever. Fuck this movie. Fuck this part of the movie. Doom gets thrown up through the devil's anus, so now he's on Sakaar? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, isn't he? Don't they say earlier he's the he's the power source? He he's, is the power source. How can he I, be? Casey, it seems like you're trying to find logic in this stupid fucking end of a movie. I want to find the guy who shot all the reshoots for this movie and ask him 10,000 questions, most of which would just be, why would you do this? You know, I wonder if we can find... It's not listed. With DGA, you're never going to find it. Tony Kebble. Toby Kebble, yeah. Oh, Toby, yes. So I'm looking here on Wikipedia. Oh. After Josh Trank tweeted that message about his dissatisfaction with the final product. Yeah, yeah. Fox distribution chief Chris Aronson oh boy. Uh, claimed that Fox supported Trank's version of the film. Kebble then responded, I tell you, the honest truth is Trank did a great cut of the film that you'll never see. This mm-hmm. is a shame. A much darker version and you'll never see it. This is Justice League Snyder cut. It really is. It really is. No, like, no, 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 no. Not Snyder cut. This is... But what, No, what I'm saying is... Oh. Oh, You're it's never the same scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. nerds were never going to see the quote-unquote Snyder Cut. Yeah. Warner Brothers will never release That's it. That's right, because that would, that would mean them admitting they were sick. Yeah, because we'll get gets to that shitty back. movie at another yeah. time. Doom gets thrown back through the devil's anus. He dissolves into energy, and the team flies back to Earth. There's a little tiny crater. Just before the butthole closes. That's right. They squeak through. That's right. And then we see the Fantastic Four sitting in a conference room across from the military brass. Yeah. Suddenly there's just like Danishes and croissants, croissants. just hanging out. That's right. They look. Hey, we're here to, to make sure that you're, you're not going to take over the planet with your superpowers. Have a pastry. It puts the meeting on a good footing, you know? <laughs> now, the Fantastic Four cut a deal. They basically want to be left alone to research, and anything they make is theirs. Mm-hmm. So they go back to New York City to go to the Baxter Building. <laughs> They go to a mountaintop secret hideaway. They called go to where the Winter Soldier is. Central created. City is Barry Allen here? I don't know because that's the fucking city that the Flash protects is Central City. And then as they're looking out over this massive like development lab, there's this whole banter about the name. And apparently, to get there took at least three to four weeks because Michael B. Jordan suddenly has a goatee. <laughs> did not have it in the last scene. That did bother you. Oh, facial hair bothers me in movies. We hear we hear Ben reference the term fantastic, Ugh. and they never say Fantastic Four. It age it of Ultron. black, it and then we get the yeah. title Fantastic Four. Yeah. And movie. So I want to talk. Sorry, there's a couple questions I have. Oh, go right ahead. So do we need to go back into the movie? It's it's more thematic, okay, so not a specific plot point, but the general shift from the the classic origin that I identify with to the ultimate story, like with this teleporting device in the rocket ship. I guess I understand why. Well, maybe I don't understand why all of them are there. Nah, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, Casey, you can cut that. <laughs> you tried. I, I do, do you have, have any a, others. I do have a I do have I do have a question about Doom. Okay. Von Doom. Von Doom. What are his powers? He is is he like ego light? He controls he, a whole planet. Uh, it is whatever power he needs for that page of the script. That is a brilliant fucking explanation. That's you know what? what it is. There you go. That's what it is. It's, and scene. Oh, he needs to microwave someone? Okay. He needs to blow up some brains? Great. He needs to shoot energy out of his hands? Okay. That's totally fair. But as long <laughs> as he doesn't defeat the Fantastic Four in the end of this movie, that's the important thing. You're not wrong. Holy shit. All right. So that's a movie. That is a movie. That we enjoyed. That- Two thirds of two thirds of. Yeah. Yeah. But that last third 
really I, fucking pissed me off. I tell you what, now I so want to see, to your point, we'll never see it. Now mm-hmm. I want to see what Trank's movie was. Yeah. Well, because two thirds of, of that movie was great. Can we break into uh, Fox Studio? Yeah, sure. You ever see that movie Fanboys? Yes, where they break, go to Skywalker Ranch, right? To get episode one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With Kristen Bell. She's in that? She wears the uh, problematic name Slave Leia outfit the entire movie. I'm willing to overlook that. Okay. So, Todd, we got some questions. That, that we, we do. Go through. That we do. Um, Todd, who was your MVP? My MVP, I am going to go with Ben pre-transformation. Ooh. I just, I so liked his loyalty to Reed, mm-hmm. his, you know, his friendship, his love for Reed. We didn't see it in this movie, but that Ben would have gotten on the rocket ship with Reed, even thinking that Reed was wrong because Reed was his friend. Buddy, I got to tell you, you sold me. Okay. I didn't have one until now. Yeah. Jamie Bell. Okay. Jamie Bell. Yeah, Jamie Bell. All right. Because I don't know if he does the motion. I don't know if there's even motion capture for the thing. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Good question. I don't know. So, yeah. Casey, who is your favorite character? Uh, Victor. Pre becoming Doom. Toby Kebbell. I was about to throw something at you. Yeah. Agree 100%. Yeah. Yes. That's fair. I'm good with it. I was going to go. Johnny, yeah, like he is the no, wise cracking human torch that yeah. breaks Spidey's balls and stuff. Uh-huh. But Victor is great. I read a thing when Michael B. Jordan was cast, he went to Chris Evans, yeah, like, you have any notes? Chris Evans was pretty much like, No, you're gonna do you and you're gonna be great. That's awesome. I have no notes for you because it's good. I'm like, Why are you the fucking best person in the world? He's because be, he's, he's Captain, Captain America. America, which is why no one else <laughs> until someone else can pick up year. the shield. Someone else can pick up the shield. No one will be Steve Rogers. Okay. Well, no, because he's going to die in the next movie. Fuck you. All right, Casey. <laughs> no, it's my turn. Oh, sorry. I threw you off by saying okay, that. You motherfucker. Uh, Todd, what's the best scene? The best scene was the. <laughs> you know, it, it's tough because I I'm not shitting the first two thirds of the movie. I was mm-hmm. sitting there going, why is this movie bad? Because I oh, liked it. Oh, now we know why. It's now the we last know why. third. I'm going to go with right after Ben and Reed meet the first time when they're in Reed's garage mm. and he tur- in the toy car transport. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Ben's not a scientific genius, but he's Reed's buddy. Like, I just love that. 100%. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. Oh. I, was, I was either there or the science fair, but that's a better scene. And I kind of did that same math. Yeah, which like, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey, on the other hand, what is a scene that you would cut? Uh, the last third of the movie. <laughs> Fucking a, yeah, you are one hundred percent correct. Yeah. yeah, just get rid of it. Give us what was. I would have if it was the pacing and the feel that we had in the first two thirds of this movie. I would have sat through a four hour and forty minute version of this because it was. It took its time. It told you the characters, I and all was, of a sudden they're just like. We gotta finish this movie. Yeah, I, I agree. I hear you. Angry I hear me. you. Todd, who was the actor having the most fun? So if I think through that, not Miles Teller. You know, I'm gonna go with uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Ooh, he's such, he's a douche. It's the douchey part, but he's playing the douche, and he's smarmy and smug, all the things that he needs to be. And it's a role that there's no characterization there, right? Like you can't do anything with that, right? I mean, no. You're you're not wrong. So Casey, who is your actor having the most fun? Uh, it's Michael B. Jordan. Oh, that's a good one. He's that's great, one. and yeah, I, I've always liked Michael B. Jordan. I've not seen Creed, 
Because I've never uh, seen Rocky. I know, I know. TSPHC Army. I know, I know. We're working on it. That could be a that could be a, a Patreon bonus content. Periodically, we're gonna do movies outside Thor's helmet that uh, are worth watching. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right, Todd. Can you give us a little reminder of that Rotten Tomato score? I'd rather not, but <laughs> it was a twenty-seven percent. I'm gonna jump right into it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The f- well, no, if mm. if. If the first two thirds of the movie had continued in that, this would be much higher. This would probably be in the eighties range. But that last third of the movie pissed me off so much. And the worst part it's is it's not gonna pass, so I'm just gonna keep it right there. If you just looked at what percentage of the movie was good, sixty seven percent. Two thirds of the movie, good. Mm-hmm, but right? that last part. But oh the boy. last part is so bad it actually takes away from the other pieces. Yeah. So oh, uh, so Casey tonight's your oh wait, oh, wait, hold, wait, on, wait hold, dad, on, hold on breakdown. Yeah. Would you watch with the kids? No. Pacing right now that being A wouldn't be interested sure. in. I actually found the way that they animated Johnny Storm as Human Torch a little creepy. Y- you know, I had a note that the CGI was good for the torch, but also a little bit disturbing. It was, because it, it looked was like good. a body was on fire. Yeah, it was good, but it was disturbing. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Because in the comics, the Human Torch, well, modern he has eyes, but for a long time he didn't. It was just, a, well, that was... It was a humanoid figure. That was the... That was the uh, Android version of him. Right, right, right. That shows up in a Marvel movie. <laughs> Captain America, the first Avenger. It does. It does. Oh, I, I'm surprised you knew that. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. Well, clearly, you have not. Todd, uh, that was something called a joke. Clearly, you have not read my blog post. Uh, yes, I have. And there I beheld a yeah, vision. Yeah, where you thought it. that yeah. Coulson was going to be the vision. I ate crow later in that. You sure did. I sure did. Fuck it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I ate crow about where the soul stone was, so. That's true. I was hard on that one. Uh, you know, I think it's all about the kid. Uh, kid who would be okay with the way Doom kills people would be okay. Um, there's a lot to like in the movie. Yeah. So for in terms of watching with your kids, it depends. Yeah. Littler kids, no. No. But a little bit older, maybe. Maybe. It's a 12, solid thir- maybe. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Just because more more for the pacing and the violence. Because it, it, it goes a hard it, violence It does take a hard turn. Suddenly that's at fair. the end. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's okay. absolutely fair. So. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's Helmet. Oh, listen, Casey, we've watched some bad fucking movies. In fact, we talked today about, earlier tonight, we talked about our pattern for season two. We've had, let's see, <laughs> let's think through this. So it was Punisher, then TMNT, then Wanted. So it was Bad, Bad, Good, or was bad, it Bad, bad. Good, Good? It was bad, bad, good. It was bad, bad, good, bad, bad. So we're on good. So you know what you should just pull? <laughs> well, let's find out. You should just pull a, you know, one of the many slips, one of the many fucking slips in here. So I point out, I already shuffled all that, and now you're shuffling again. What listen, does that do most of the time? Listen, it's going to be fine. No, go to the right. Go to the right. Go to the right. You look. Go to the right. Look. Go to the right. This jumped out. Should we put, just pull this? It jumped out. <laughs> it's an MCU slip. It just jumped no. out. No, don't. Don't pull that. It's, Wait, 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 before you look at those feet. Just please. No, come on, please, please. Did, is Iron Man? No, come on. It, again, has man in the title. Not Superman. Nope. I, mm. It stars uh, one Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn. Dark Man? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Come on. Can we just please pull fucking Iron Man? You know what? Okay. All right. Okay, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. So, Todd, let's watch that trailer. Okay. Who? No foolish heroics, if you please. Is 
Dark Man. They destroyed everything he had. All that he loved. Everything that he was. Now, crime has a new enemy, and justice has a brand new face. I was afraid that you wouldn't want me anymore. Of course I still want you. The good news is that I know who's behind our little troubles of late. Finish it. He has the power to look like any man. There's two both sons of witches! But he is unlike any man. I gotta tell you something about me. He's a cockroach. You think you're killing? And he pops up someplace else. In the darkest hour. Julie, who's the real monster here? There's a light that shines on every human being. But one. From director Sam Raimi. Dark Man. Oh, Todd. Well, I mean... Oh, no. Okay. Is this where we point out that this is a our first foray into Sam Raimi movies? You know, that's fair. So he's going to be very important, uh, not for this movie. Uh, another one with Man at the End? Another one with Man at the End. Arguably, in my opinion, the the movie that redeems the superhero genre after Batman and Robin. <laughs> right. I mean, truly that's the, the, the Raimi Spider-Man, I think we'll find when we get there, mm-hmm. we'll do better in the rewatch than we, than we think back. I mean, we're comparing them to MCU, but I think when we rewatch them, we're going to be happy with them. Sam Raimi, brilliant director. I, look, I just want us to watch Iron Man and this is not Iron Man. So I'm not happy. <laughs> But again, this is an interesting foray. And this movie it's has a, a year sh- after. Oh, go ahead. It's Sorry. a year after the Tim Burton Batman, eighty nine oh, Batman. Right. So it'll be interesting. Which was also kind of a a, a reinvigoration of the genre mm-hmm. after Howard the Duck and Superman Four: Quest for Peace. Oh, right? I was going to say. So Marvel fucked it up the first time. DC fixed it. DC fucked it up, and Marvel fixed it. That's fair. That's yeah. entirely fair. Absolutely. So, hey, what's yeah. the Rotten Tomato score for this oh, that's a good fine, question. fine movie? So for the 1990 release, Darkman. Oh, holy shit! The tomato meter, 84 percent. Whoa! Now the audience score was 58 percent. So we have one of these ones. Critics really enjoyed it. Audience, not so much. But let's see what that looks like is on our rewatch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I on a rewatch for me. Have you ever seen this? Oh, before? Yeah, I okay. love this. Movie. All right, okay. I love this movie as a kid. Watching the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this and this and that. So this has got like a shit ton of that guy people in it. Yeah, yeah it sure does. So we uh, we'll get to that uh, next next episode. Yeah, next episode. So Todd, where can people find you on the interwebs? Should you wish to be found? I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, at my own website, tmpinsyr.com. Uh, also on Twitter and Instagram, same handle, tmpinsyr. Casey, where can people find you on the interwebs, should you wish to be found? I can be found on Twitter at notryancasey, and I can be found on Instagram at not.ryancasey. You can also email us 
at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. You know what we should also talk about in this episode? Yes. Now that it's out there? Our Patreon page. We have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. So yeah. we've been talking about it for a while. We put a video up on our website, tsphc.com, as well as our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash superpodherocast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talk a little bit about what we're doing. So the Patreon... You know, it's. Uh, I recognize that that's saying, "Hey, give us money," but you know, we're throwing something at you for that. So, for sure. a couple bucks, you can say, "Hey, I'm a member of the TSPHC Army. I'm I'm keeping the lights on." Throwing a couple bucks more, you'll unlock some bonus episodes. Throwing a few dollars more, and uh, we've got some unique things where we'll interact with those uh, supporters at that level. They'll have an opportunity to shape the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe some vetoes or redirects for oh, movies. Well, we got to talk about those we'll, vetoes. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, so so far, we've only got one bonus uh, episode up there. That's right. That's right. Uh, Monster Squad. We have another one coming up that is a oh, Christmas so movie? I am, Question mark? I talked to the queen this oh. morning, and I said, look, honey. So my wife, Woody Wicks, uh, the, the small business empire that she has, mm-hmm. uh, but this is her crazy time of year. So sure. I said, you know, honey, we we're hoping to do another bonus episode for four Christmas if there's any chance. And I can see her like physically tensing. <laughs> Back and, away, Todd. Back and, away. And I said, you know, but I think it's a movie you'd want to watch. And, and I told, told her uh-huh. the movie, and it was like letting all the tension out. She <sighs> loves this movie, and uh, Aubrey I think... never ceases to surprise me with this stuff. I remember the day that I found out she was a Star Trek fan. I was like, "You're a what? Yeah, yeah." That <laughs> wait, would... hang on. So, are we going to say the name of the movie? No, or no. We're going to wait. Okay. No. So, I'll tell you when I found out that she was a huge fan of this movie, I was stunned. Especially since she doesn't really like violence. She not uh, so much. Oh, wait, that's the clue Ooh, to. Mm. Well, so we're into one of two quote unquote Christmas movies that are have violence in them. And you're gonna have to figure it out or become, become a, a Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Hey. So head over to Patreon.com/slash/SuperPodHeroCast, mm-hmm. um, and you'll see throwing a couple bucks, uh, whatever level you're comfortable with. We appreciate that. We're certainly looking to do more things with the podcast, and you know those funds will help us. So fingers crossed. Hope that uh, takes off for us. Yeah. So, Holy cow. that was a movie. That was a movie. All right. So that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. No one can resist my sweaty balls. <laughs> Did you see the bullshit article that just came out saying that Warner Brothers is done with Ben Affleck? And I almost posted and wrote, not this shit again. Like, uh, I'm just, until I hear an official announcement from Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, or Warner Brothers, stop writing these articles. I'm okay with that. Because it is just putting fuel to the fire, Bullshit. the dumpster fire that is DC, <laughs> DC right now. <laughs> and they've got a good movie coming out. Leave them alone. Yeah, Aquaman fair. looks good. Jesus. Right. <laughs> you haven't had that much beer, so I know it's not that. IMDb has a credit for Miles Teller in 2020. Of Top Gun Maverick. He is 100% playing. Mm, I don't know about that. If there's not a ultra homoerotic volleyball scene in that movie, I'm fucking out. Right.